guess what? This weekend is Soma Church's 14th birthday. Yes. Those of you who were part of our congregation last year know it was our 13th birthday, and we had a so mitzvah. Like a bar mitzvah, but it was a so mitzvah. It was awesome, wasn't it? That was good. That was su- that's super creative, isn't it? Guess whose idea that was, Mark? Hey, it was mine, bro. What's up with you? Vato, come on now. Come over there. So February 11th, 2007, Melissa and I had our first gathering of people, kind of like this, and uh, Soma began. And so, uh, so this weekend, yeah, our 14th, 14th birthday. And that really makes it the perfect time to do a Soma family update, okay? So you might be new to Soma. You might be a guest in the house, or you've been here a while, but you still don't know what a Soma family update is. So a Soma family update is a time where we pause and we check the pulse of our church. Okay, how are we doing? How are we doing? Are we healthy? The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, he says that the human body has many parts. Hands, fingers, toes, noses, eyes, ears, right? Many parts. But the many parts make up one whole body. Think about when you go to the doctor. What do they do when you go to the doctor? They, they check our pulse. That's always the first thing they do. Like, I'm not dying, you know. But they check our pulse. They listen to our heart. They, they want to look at our eyes. Sometimes they'll feel around in your stomach and poke and prod there. They want to know how much you, how much you weigh. Maybe they'll check your height again, I guess, because you can shrink as you get older. That's a new one for me, but whatever. And it seems like the older that you get, the more they want to know, like the more parts of the body they want to poke on. Am I, am I wrong in that? I'm right, aren't I? I don't know what's up with that. I think overall, they just want to make sure that we are overall healthy, as healthy as we can be. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. Paul goes on and he says, so it is with the body of Christ. The family of God is the body of Christ. Okay. Jesus's church, his church, his church is made up of smaller congregations all around the world, like local congregations, local churches. Soma church is a local Church, local to Tyler, Texas, right? You get it. Listen, every local church needs a checkup. We have to have a checkup. Every church needs to ask, how are we doing? At Soma, we've always cared about health, the health of our church. It's always been important to us. You know, a lot of churches, when they, when they pray for the church or whatever, they, their prayer is something like, God, help us get bigger. Lord, we just want to grow. Help us grow. Help us get bigger. That's never been our prayer. Lord, help us be the healthiest that we can be. That's our heart. That's our prayer. Okay. But how do you monitor that? How do you monitor the health of a church? Well, you start just like a doctor, goes to school, understands the body, learns all the definitions and all the parts flowing and whatever. The things they're going to poke on, they want to know what that is before they poke on it, I guess. 
Well, it's the same thing here. You start by understanding what the body of Christ is. Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 12, down in verse 27, he says, now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a member of it. We are the body of Christ. Amen? You and I are the body of Christ. Paul's talking about this a little bit in the book of Romans. Chapter 12, and he says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and not all members have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many are one body. The Greek word is soma. One soma. Soma means body. We who are in Christ are many, but we're one soma, one body. And each, listen, each member belongs to one another. Now, I'll spare you a 30 or 45 minute sermon, but bottom line, to gauge the health of a local church, you have to check the pulse and poke around on the people. We have three types of people at SOMA. Even tonight, we have visitors, guests, people that, you know, they're looking for a new church or trying to find a place to worship. And so they're, maybe this is their first time or second or third. We have regular attenders, people that have been visiting a while and they like it. And I think I'm going to hang around a little bit. Maybe they want to, you know, participate in some of the groups and maybe they're even giving financially. But they're, they're regular attenders. But then we also have what we call covenant members. Covenant members are people who they've been visitors, they've been frequent attenders, but at some point they made the decision to plant themselves in the house of the Lord here at this local church body, Soma Church. And so they've gone through physiology, they completed physiology, and they prayed, sought the Lord, and felt the Lord say, Soma is where I want you and your family. Soma is your home church. I want you to listen to me, guys. Church life is a little different for people who are covenant members. It just is. Because they've made the decision to devote themselves to one another in a very um, Acts chapter 2 kind of way. We all work hard to understand and to walk out the relational, I'm going to call it this, the relational reciprocation that scripture says will make a local church function in a healthy way. For example, here's what a covenant member can expect from the elders, leaders, and other members of Soma Church. Okay, here's what you can expect. For the elders, leaders, and members to pray for you weekly, to provide authentic atmospheres where you can connect with God and worship to provide solid biblical instruction, to hold you accountable to a life lived worthy of the calling that you've received in Christ Jesus, to encourage you in your faith walk every way that we can, to equip you for the works of ministry as best as we can, to empower you to step out in your gifts and callings and impact the world around you as best as we can, 
to rejoice when you rejoice, to mourn when you mourn. And it's not an exhaustive list. Those of you who have planted yourself in any house of the Lord, like Soma Church, you know that list could go on and on and on. The benefits of being in covenant with a biblical community. Amen? Amen. If one of our covenant members feels like they're not being equipped or encouraged or receiving solid biblical uh, teaching, instruction, they're invited to share that with us. Like maybe we missed something. If we missed something, we need to know that, right? It's not unlike when the Hellenistic widows came to the apostles and said, hey, you're feeding all the Jewish widows, but we're over here starving to death. And the apostles were like, wait, what? And all of a sudden they gave attention to that and that's where deacons come from. So covenant members have the, have the invitation to share if something's not working right. And just like in any relationship, there has to be reciprocation. Expectations go both ways. I think we forget this in the church world. But relationships are reciprocated just like a husband and a wife or a friend. What the elders, leaders, and members of so much church can expect from its covenant members is to, here's how we say it at Soma, to be here, live here, serve here, give here. Let me run through those re real quick so you'll understand. When we say be here, we just mean in our weekend services, in our special events, as much as your schedule will allow, come, participate, be a part. We get that sometimes you got to go out of town. Sometimes you got to go see the in-laws. Sometimes you have a soccer game on a Saturday or, or you got a barbecue with, you know, a family reunion on a Sunday. We get that. But as much as your schedule will allow, you come and you participate. Live here just means that you participate in some sort of group, some sort of life-giving activity at our church, a Bible study, a small group. We have all kinds of things that you can participate in, but, but you're part of the life here. You live here. Amen? Amen? Serve here just means... That you serve in ways that help our body flourish and effectively reach people for Jesus. Whatever it is that you loved about Soma when you came and it made you wanted to visit a second time or a third time or become a frequent attender or even become a covenant member. Now join one of the teams that serves people when they come in just like the team served you. Be a part of making this a safe and healthy place for others. That's what we mean, right? Serve here. When we say give here, we mean to joyfully give financially 10% of your income, free will offerings as they might come about. Scripture talks about 10% giving, tithe, and free will offerings. I don't have time to teach on that now, but we're a church that believes in that, very, very much believes in that. And I want you to listen to me. Melissa and I have been pastoring people for almost 22 years, okay? Without a doubt, people that engage the church with this Acts chapter two model grow in their faith and experience transformation way more than people who have only a loose connection to the church. I'm telling you, it's like night and day difference. 
22 years, we've learned a thing over 22 years of ministry. The people that engage that way, it's a completely different pace of spiritual growth. It just is. And that's why we encourage people to go through physiology and, and see if Soma is a church family that you could see yourself devoted to. If not, that's okay. There's got to be some local church here in the city of Tyler that would be one that you would be willing to plant yourself in and devote yourself in that Acts chapter 2 way. But we encourage, whether it's here or somewhere, be involved in that way. So the way that we check the pulse here at Soma Church is by looking at these expectations. And so I'm going to start with the us. By us, I just mean the elders and the leaders. I'm going to show you a few things that, that took place in uh, 2020 that, that I'm just really proud of. Um, let's start with staff changes. First of all, Joe Matthews was added to our staff as our uh, very first executive pastor. Can you guys give him a round of applause? Hey, listen, that is a God story that I do not have time to uh, share, but I can promise you it is amazing. And we already see, I already see the fruit of, of that decision and God's provision. So um, Isabel Hyde, who was our office administrator, she actually went off staff because her and her family moved to Florida. And so we brought on Morgan Matthews to replace Isabel in our office. And you, if things seem like they're going smooth, that's because of Morgan, I can promise you. Okay, so give Morgan a round of applause. She's right back there standing. Don't do that. You own that. <laughs> Hey, um, we added uh, Randy Hyde. Um, I said Isabel Hyde. Well, Randy Hyde was one of our elders. Again, they moved to Florida, and so one of our elders moved away. We were bummed about that. But this past year, we were able to bring on one more elder, and that's Nathan Sewell. Super excited about that. Y'all can give him a little round of applause, too. He was rocking the electric guitar tonight. We brought in uh, two stewards, Rex Albers and Ben Clark. Um, this past year, give them a round of applause. So those are some big staff and leadership changes. I want to tell you, too, that this year, seven people gave their life to Jesus for the very first time. Like the very first time. I'm not talking about a rededication, and that's okay. I'm talking about for the first time, and most of them were adults, 30, 40, and 50 years old, that they've been in the church, but for the first time, the Lord grabbed their heart. Seven people. We baptized 10 people in 2021. It's awesome. And, of course, we do our baptisms at, um, at our encounter services that we have, not the women's or men's, but the main encounter that we have all together in the other building. And I got to tell you, too, we've been so excited about the amount of people that have been coming to those encounters. I think we have like 115 to 120 coming for prayer, personal ministry to support those being baptized. It's amazing. 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 And even at our women's and men's encounters, I think we've had like 50 to 60 men and women um, at each one of those men's and women's encounters. We had that lounge over there packed the other night. Man, we were eating and getting after it. It's amazing. We have these opportunities where we gather. The presence of the Lord is there. So many cool things. Um, it's a slow year. It's a slow year for Soma. We only dedicated seven babies. It's a slow year. I always, I always have to bring attention to the one year we dedicated 10, uh, 20 babies. We had to do 10 in the spring and 10 in the fall in one year. So we are a baby-making church. I don't know what's out. <laughs> I don't know. If you were here last week, you're probably like, I think we know why they're running a baby-making church. Anyway, 
Listen, so many good things. I could go on and on and on and on about the good things. I could go almost to everybody in this room that I know and tell you a good thing that God's doing in people's lives. Uh, let's do this. Let's look at the current pulse of our body, okay? Soma Church. And to do that, we've got to use our handy-dandy pulse chart, okay? So put that up there. This is a little pulse chart. We, we use this. It's like the four pillars of, of people's active involvement um, of Soma Church. They be here, live here, serve here, give here, okay? Most of the details that I'm about to share with you only include um, covenant members, okay? So if you're a visitor, obviously it doesn't apply to you. Um, a regular attendee. This is about our, our covenant members. So, so listen closely. Um, when it comes to be here, and you can put this slide up. Be here. Last year, 2020, we added 28 covenant families to our congregation. Isn't that amazing? 28 families to Soma Church. It's amazing. In 2019, we added 19 families. But in 2020, we added 28. We currently have 85 covenant families. Now, last year at this time, we had 88 covenant families. That's obviously more than 85 if you know, like, basic math. Okay. <laughs> Listen, some people moved, some people moved on, some people moved on due to um, um, COVID um, situations and things like that. And we always hate to see that, but that is the reality. Sometimes God moves people on or they move themselves on and that happened. People physically moved and um, mentally and emotionally moved and that's just part of it. But currently we have 265 active covenant members. Now, listen, I'm not talking about we pad the numbers. The 265, they are, he, they are doing something. They are here. They're not like well, they joined the church, but we haven't seen them in 10 years. We don't do that. It's not the kind of church we are. We have 265 active people, okay? And we had 258 this time last year. So that's, God's doing some cool stuff, right? 149 of those are adults. 116 of those are kids. That's crazy, right? Insane. It sounds like a lot of people, and, uh, and it is, but here's the reality, too. There are 345 people that we touch in some capacity that participate with Soma Church. That means they, um, we minister to them on a consistent basis, uh, weekly or monthly, everything from covenant members to regular attenders, people that are in small groups, um, our youth group, Soma Kids, college group, all those kinds of things. There's about 345 people that we are connected with and minister to on a very, very, very regular basis. And so that's even up from, from 2019. I think it was 336 or something like that. So um, we're just involved in more people's lives really right now than we ever have been. And you'll see that as we go further. Um, let me, here's what I like. I always like to bring attention to this. And you can see that little chart over there on the right side. But 93% of our covenant members be here very well. Oh, they're here. They're here. They are make it a point. And that means 7% of our covenant members aren't here. Like we don't see them very often. And we'd like to see them more. But that's pretty big. 93% of our covenant members are here as much as their schedules will allow. Let's go to that other slide real quick. Oh, Joe and I wanted to bring attention to this. So last year, before um, COVID hit, we had um, about an average of 176 people in our services. And that was just with one service on Saturday nights. When we had to, well, let's look at it this way. From May to December, those months, the average was 203 people, plus the people that were watching online. If you do that, if you break it down even more, just between um, mid-August um, to 
um, I guess December, um, it went, it, the average was even more, 223. Right now, the average attendance is 250 people plus the online people starting you know, since the starting of the year. Is that not amazing? It's like, wow. Again, all kinds of cool stories and hoops and hollers that we can do. And you can see that 83% of our covenant members come two to three times a month. About 17% of our covenant members come somewhere between zero and two times a month. I think I've told this before as a little bit of a joke, but kind of not. I heard a pastor talking about how if, if you have someone coming one time a month to your church, they're probably a member. If they come two times, they're probably a leader. If they come three times, they're most likely staff. And I was like, well, what if they come four times? Then they're clearly an angel, an angel sent from God, you know. <laughs> Let's move on to live here. Live here. So we currently have 14 life groups. About this time last year, we had 15 life groups, so um, roughly the same. We have right now 182 people in life groups, Okay. Um, 182 people in life groups. There were only 158 at this time last year in life groups. That's amazing. So we have 189, uh, 182 people in life groups. That means, I like these breakdowns, that means that 72% of our covenant members are involved in a life group. But that also means that 28, almost a third of our co uh, covenant members are not involved in in a life group. Now, as your lead pastor, I have the, the privilege and the right to ask you pastoral questions. For example, which percentage are you in? Are you in the 72% that are involved or are you in the almost one third of our covenant members that are not involved in a small group? It's a great question. I want to, if you are a covenant member and you've gone through the class and you, you know all the stuff, you, you understood, but you're still not involved in a small group, I want you to take that before the Lord and seriously ask the Lord to show you exactly why. Because we believe you will grow in your faith a lot faster if you're engaged in community. You can see this next slide. It says live here. We have all kinds of stuff. We have um, all of our life groups. For, if you're a teenager, we have our youth group. For our college kids, we have our 18, 28 young, young adults, everybody from 18 to 28 years old. We have our vintage group for the 50 and above. We have all kinds of stuff. Youth, young adults, vintage. We have 14 life groups, 14 women's groups, Bible studies, different kinds of things. We have a men's and women's encounter, all those things. Lots of ways to be involved. I want to encourage you. All of you, even if you're just a visitor or a frequent attender, but especially our covenant members. Choose the right percent. <laughs> Let's move on to serve here. Serve here. So we have 104 covenant members that are currently serving. Okay. 104 covenant members are currently serving at our church. Okay. Uh, in some capacity. Okay. 93 of those are adults, and 11 of those are kids and teens. It's, it's cool to see the kids doing stuff, isn't it? My favorite is to make them do toilets. So if you need your kid to do something productive and learn and even stink when they're done, 
bring them to us. We'll put them, in, we'll put them to work. I want you to see this, though. That means that 62% of our adult covenant members are serving. 62%. Okay? In fact, if you are a, um, a volunteer and you're on a serve team, a pulse team here at Soma Church, real quick, wave, wave your hand. Yeah, lots of, lots of hands here. Okay? Now, listen. If you are a covenant member and you are not in that 62% as your pastor, I would ask, why? Why are you not in that? Why am I part of the 38% of people not serving in my home church? Like these are important questions to ask. Why am I not part of the um, 62%? Why am I part of the 38%? Maybe you just had a baby and you're in your break and all that stuff or maybe something. I, I get that. I get that. But outside of that, I want everyone that's a covenant member here at Soma Church to ask themselves, why am I part of the 38% of covenant members not serving within my home church? You know, a lot of people serve on more than one team, which is cool. That's awesome. We love that. That's great. And it's also helpful. There are several families that attend one and serve one. That means at least once a month, they come to church twice in one weekend on two separate days. They put their mascara and their stuff on twice. <laughs> a man puts on deodorant twice in one week. <laughs> I want you to let that sink in, though. If you're a part of the 38% not serving, that means someone is literally carrying your load. Literally. I remember years ago, almost 10 years ago now, I went to the doctor, Dr. Morgan out in Jacksonville. And I said, doctor, I am having, I'm having like this tingling and numbness in my legs. My back's always hurt. And he does all this stuff to check me out. And uh, so I was like, Hey man, so what? Well, what's up? And he goes, I know exactly what's wrong. I said, what? He said, your stomach's too big. <laughs> I was like, Hey, he said, but seriously, your legs aren't designed to carry the amount of weight it is. And your back's having to compensate for what, you know. And so listen, it's, it can get out of balance. My legs were carrying a load that they weren't designed or equipped to carry. It's similar in our local church body. Amen. Amen. Just something to think about. Just something to pray about. Real quick, watch this little video from Soma Kids. Can we not do some of that stuff in here? <laughs> well, it bubbles and balloons in here, man. What's up? Let me cover one more, and then I'm going to invite Pastor Joe to come up and share um, some very, very cool stuff with you. Let's talk about give here. This is kind of the last pillar. Be here, live here, serve here, give here. We have 85 covenant families, right? 85 covenant families. 50 of those covenant families tithe. As best as we understand. 50 of those covenant members, uh, families tithe. We have another 19 covenant families that, given some capacity, maybe they bring a $10 bill or a $20 or a $50 or a $100 bill, and they give it from time to time, some sort of consistent manner. It may not be a tithe, or maybe. But 19 covenant families give in some capacity. So that means that 16 covenant families are currently not giving at all. 
out of 84% of our covenant families, okay, 84% of our covenant families give something, okay, 62% tithe, which is also really cool because that's up from 38% last year. So God's doing something in the hearts of people. It, that is a big wow. But out of 84% of our covenant families that give something, 62% tithe from what we understand, 22 give something on a consistent basis. That's amazing because that number is actually down from 26 last year. So you can see you can see it spreading out. Now, 16% covenant families do not give anything. Think about that. 16% of our covenant families do not give anything. Covenant families. Covenant families don't give anything. And I'd like to pastor you in, in this moment, in this particular area, because, you know, let me say it this way. The, 16, the 62% of our covenant members that give, that, that tithe, that trust God with the whole 10%, I want to commend you. It's crazy. Crazy faith. It's amazing. Of the 22% that give something regularly, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to trust God with the whole tithe. To bring the whole tithe to the storehouse. Okay? The 16% that contribute nothing to this family financially. I want to encourage you. Now, encourage means to put courage into. I want to encourage you. I want to put courage into you. I don't know why you're not giving right now. But I want to encourage you to trust God with your finances. Trust God with your finances and watch what happens. Now listen to me. I'm not telling you this because we need money. We're doing good. Joe's about to show you. It's not about that. And I don't have time to preach that sermon, but I want to put courage into you. Trust God, not with just your finances, but with your time with your treasure, with your investment here into the wonderful people that we call family. Because that's what it's about. Okay, now listen, in any of these areas, trust God, being here, living here, serving here, giving here, trust the Lord. It's a sacrifice to give, but it's always a sacrifice of praise. When we give our time, it's a sacrifice of praise. When we give our treasure, it's a sacrifice of praise. It's always, we can always use that time or that money for something else, of course. But we trust that when we honor God with those things, that he's going to honor us. Okay, I want to invite Pastor Joe up. Give Joe a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Tony. I'm just going to slide your stuff over here. I was thinking about being comical and maybe bringing a stack of IRS books up with me, but I decided not to do that. So it's really exciting to be up here. And for those of you who do not know, I, uh, I'm a recovering CPA. And so uh, 
I get really excited about the details and the data and the financials we're about to go through, way more excited than anyone should. Um, but in all seriousness, it's so exciting and so encouraging to share this information because it is a tangible um, evidence of God's faithfulness. And all of the, uh, the stuff we're going to be going through, it's all glory to God. It's incredible. It really is. Um, just to share with you all that we have going on. I don't want to put a Bible on the floor. Uh, thank you. The Bible might fall apart if we hand it off. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you a little bit. We've already talked about 2020 being a a little bit of a different year, and it was different in so many good ways, and we talked about adding staff and all the things that the Lord is doing, and um, again, we had our stay-at-home order, we came back and launched two services, and then we also had um, an opportunity to welcome a lot of new families and new faces, and so really the way I look at it is that all of this has been laying the building blocks and foundation for 2021, uh, to say it another way. Um, Where we were, which was what we're going to discuss, where we were, where we are, and where we're going, um, where we were has really laid the foundation for where we are, and we are super excited about where we are going in 2021 as we look to impact the kingdom and make disciples. And so I just want to share with you a couple of things uh, specifically about the finances and operations. And so in 2020, it was just an incredible year of provision from the Lord. Uh, In 2020, we created basically a break-even budget. What that means is we gave every dollar a name and every dollar had a purpose. We expected every single dollar that came in to have uh, a need and use in our operations. And with that budget, we had uh, set to break even. It is incredible to report that at the end of the year, we had a $40,000 plus surplus. And that's all glory to God. That is incredible. Um, yes. That is a 52% increase from last year. And just to break that down a little bit further, when you think about the tithes that came in, we had an increase of 7% from 2019, but that was 13% higher than what we budgeted. Also, when you look at our operating expenses, it was four and a quarter percent higher than last year, 2019, but it was still $7,000 below where we budgeted. And so you might be thinking, okay, maybe there was a little bit of, uh, you know, the shutdown, they didn't do as much. Um, there was some of that. We didn't have everything uh, operationally that we had planned, but still for the main majority, our operations stayed intact. So the fact that we were $7,000 under budget was incredible, but we were $47,000 above budget on the tithes received. And again, that is just incredible. And the Lord is so faithful for Soma Church. And Every single year that Soma has existed, and this being the 14th birthday weekend, um, we have never had a year in the red that we've reported, and that's just incredible. And so in a year like 2020, where we had, um, you know, there's just such economic strain and financial strain, and there's churches who can't and have not yet even met in person, there's churches that are closing their doors. So the fact to see the Lord's goodness in hand in this is incredible. Um, I also want to highlight as part of the operating expenses and budget uh, we always have two metrics that we look at um, that, are, that are pretty key. We have people costs and building costs. And uh, both of those have industry averages that we like to compare against. And so you can see on the screen there, we had people costs around uh, 45%. The average for a church our size is about 45 to 60% of your operating budget. We were on the lower end at 45% of our operating expenses. And that number is down from what it was in 2019. Also, we have our building costs. The range that we could expect is anywhere from 20 to 30%. Building costs for us were 23% of our overall operating budget. That is everything from utilities and mortgage, interest, uh, facilities, repairs, maintenance, things like that. And so um, overall, both of those percentages were down from 2019. And that is just uh, another uh, great provision of the Lord to just continue to um, monitor our expenses. And so 
Every year, uh, we're committed at Soma Church to give a tithe of your tithe. So we give out 10% of everything that we receive to missions, to missionaries, to outreach organizations, to ministry funds. And so over the course of the last year, we supported 18 different missionaries, organizations, and ministry funds. And you can see the locations all throughout on the screen there. Um, I do want to bring attention to Israel, which is listed at the top. If you are uh, with us and been with Soma for a long time, you know our heart for Israel. You know um, our passion for, for the Israel uh, ministries. And so if you're new to us, just to explain that a little bit further, we so heavily um, agree and affirm with Romans 1.16, which says that the gospel is for everyone who believes to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And so we make every effort here at Soma to allocate our first and our best of our missions budget to Jewish ministries. And what that means is any missionary or organization that is uh, created for the purpose of bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Jewish people, we want to support that. And so you'll see that as one of our, uh, our main items. And, and right now, we kind of this wraps up where we were. And we're going to pause in a moment and look at where we are. And this is, this is incredible information, too. I love thinking about where we are because when you look at the screens, um, as of this month, SOMA has a total of $227,000 in the bank. Um, that is a 42% or 43% increase from last year. Uh, last year, the number was 159000 And so you can see the increase just in one year that the Lord has provided. Again, so much of that is from increased giving and operational surplus. Um, what we have is a breakout of funds here. Um, inside of the bank, we have $100,000 marked for emergency funds. We also have $31,000 committed for a chapel fund, which we'll talk about in just a moment. I also want to bring attention to our outreach funds. Um, these are everything from our adoption fund to Team 318, which is our foster and adoption ministry, also outreach and benevolence. Um, we have about 27000 all ready to go in the bank for outreach funds. And again, 2020, we had a little bit of a change of plans for things that we had hoped to do. And so we are stocked up and ready to go. And we are so excited about the things we have planned for 2021. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later um, as well. And so where we're headed, I want to talk, I mentioned about the chapel fund, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, you may have been here for a while and know what we're talking about, or you're maybe a little bit newer and have no idea, but the building across the way is what we call our chapel. It's where we have our men's and women's encounters, sometimes our full encounters with baptisms. Uh, we also have Soma Kids, which is over there right now. On Wednesdays, we have our youth. Our baptismal is over there as well, and they function as staff offices. And so at the beginning of uh, the move to this building, we had uh, a campaign for the chapel in May of 2018, and we had commitments of $116,000 um, for chapel renovations. Um, of that amount to date, 101000 has been received, and that is on top of every single faithful tithe and offering that's been brought into this house. And so that is just incredible. And the fact that there's 101000 that's 87% of what was committed has been received. And so if you've ever given to that campaign and that project, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness, for your faith and trusting and providing and sowing into that project. Um, you'll see up there that so far we have spent $68,000 of that 101. So we have about 31,000 left. Um, we've been able to do a lot over there. We've done some fence work. We've done a lot of asphalt and concrete work. We've done some roof and HVAC repairs, also painting and carpets, but we have not touched the chapel room itself. And we have about $31,000 left and $50,000 of work to do or so. Um, we have two main projects that we're looking at to complete in 2021. The first is exterior soffits and fascia outside. 
Um, if you're technical, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's anything that's white wooden trim that you see around the building. And so we have uh, new materials that will be going up and painting as well. Um, there's some structural rotting and, and breaking, and so we need to fix that. And so um, it's going to be a great facelift as well, but it's also structural. And inside, in the chapel room itself, that's the only room we haven't touched. And so what we're going to be doing is um, we're going to be doing some new carpet, painting, wall texturing, carpentry, uh, getting that to be just a functional multi-use space for the youth, for kids, for future events. Um, and also I wanted just to talk to, speaking of the chapel project, to revisit the funds in the bank right now. Um, this is just such an incredible testimony to give you a little bit more perspective. Before we moved into this building, before we closed on it, we had just about $300,000 in the bank. Um, when we closed on the building, we put $115,000 down on as a down payment and $96,000 of cash in for uh, remodel and renovations of this building. So the fact is when we moved in, we had uh, about $90,000 in the bank. The fact that we we're back up now to $227,000 just a few years later is just completely incredible. And then on top of that, the 101000 that has been given to this chapel campaign. We just thank you so much for your faithfulness. So thank you. That's amazing. So the goal is, you know, the summer, to have these completed by the summer. Um, with COVID, it's been tough with contractors, get them out to get them bidding. Also, prices for materials have skyrocketed. So we are excited to have the plans finalized, and we are excited to push the trigger on some of these things. Um, and if you're new here, and you've been sitting here and hearing about this, and this is something that is on your heart that you'd like to sow into, there is still an opportunity to do that. So if you'd prayerfully consider, we would always be so grateful. Um, but we just want to thank you again, everyone who's already sown into this project. It's just been a huge blessing. And so tonight, as we kind of come to an end, we've talked about where we're headed with the chapel. Um, I want to talk a little bit as we end on discipleship. And so everyone knows that our, our theme for 2021 this year has been to rise up. And you might even say, uh, in 2021, we're going to rise up in discipleship. And, and that means personally, as followers of Jesus, and corporately as a body of Christ. And so what do I mean by that? I'm going to explain a little bit um, and, and just encourage and challenge you because this is some new stuff and you might be sitting here thinking, okay, how can I add one more thing to my plate? How can I, um, with my tough job and my busy schedule and young kids, make some, some room in my schedule for, for what they're presenting with discipleship? But I just want to let you know that we are intentionally focusing on providing tangible and accessible ways for you uh, to really dive deeper in your discipleship. And so with that, I want to talk about groups. Um, you've seen and probably heard me talk about life groups a ton while I'm up here doing announcements and things like that. Um, I want to let you know some new language that we're going to be using to help orient our mind around what we are doing with groups. And the first thing that I want to point out is we have what we're calling connect groups. Those function as our traditional life groups that many of you are a part of, also interest groups, maybe a workout group or a crafting group. Um, they're the, the groups that meet with community and spiritual aspects in mind as you look to get plugged in. And so 1828, our college group, and also Vintage, our 55 and over group, they all function as connect groups. We also have grow groups, which we are calling grow groups, meaning Bible studies, more intentional time where you show up and you dive right into the word. Maybe you're part of the women's daytime or the Tuesday evening women's Bible study or the soap group that we have here on the weeknights. Um, but these are grow groups. And then what we're calling care groups, uh, think outreach, think outward facing, ministry minded groups. Uh, Team 318 would be a perfect example that I already mentioned is our foster and adoption ministry uh, a team. And so think local outreach, 
things like meal trains, service projects, benevolence for people in need, prayer groups. That is what we're going to be building this year in 2021 for care groups, opportunities for us to get involved for inward and outward ministry opportunities to serve the body of Christ and our community. And so if you're interested in any of the things that I was just saying about care groups, maybe you want to be uh, involved or maybe you have a heart for a specific uh, care kind of genre, or you want to maybe think about leading, um, check out our new groups page on our website, somatyler.org slash groups. And uh, on there, you'll see my contact info. This whole layout will be there to explain a little bit more. So please shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. love to get you plugged in. And of course, you can be a part of more than one type of group. You can be a part of more than one life group. You can be in a care group. You could be in a connect group at the same time. We welcome that and love that. And so on top of groups, we've already talked about, we're also... uh, introducing something that we're calling our equip track. And so you've probably heard from Pastor Tony plenty of times already, an invitation to our freedom classes. I can't stress enough the importance of these classes. And so equip is a series of courses that are meant for everyone here at Soma Church, regardless of how long you've been walking with the Lord or how long you've been attending Soma. These courses are going to be foundational to your faith, but they're also fundamental to our DNA and culture as a body of Christ here at Soma Church. And so please, I want to encourage you to make every effort that you can to be here. Um, To let you know, in March, we're going to be doing Freedom. It's a four-session course. In April, we're going to be launching Foundations, which is a six-session course. And then later into May, we'll be doing Foundations Part 2. And so please, I encourage you to make every effort to be here. Also, um, to let you know how we're trying to make it a little bit more accessible, These will be every Wednesday night, and at 6.30, they'll start. We're going to try super hard to respect your time. We'll have a hard start at 6.30 and a hard stop at 8. Childcare will be provided, but we're also going to be offering a meal option starting at 5.30 those nights. If you've got to come straight from school or straight from work or something's going on with kids, it'll also be just a great time to connect. Uh, Maybe you're a Saturday evening person and you get a chance to see some Sunday folks while you're here on Wednesday sharing a meal, and then you come into this room. We're going to be doing it in this room, and it's just going to be such a great time of teaching, so please make every effort. Um, I want to encourage you again and challenge you in that. Um, Really, it might take a hard look at your schedule and what you're doing right now. And so to challenge you with that, we might have to personally look and evaluate some very good things that we're saying yes to right now that for a season we might have to exchange for even better things. And so I want to encourage you in that um, to make every effort to be here. You can see uh, on our app or on our website, somatyler.org slash events, you can sign up for this first freedom course. In fact, if you have your phone with you, I didn't bring mine up in case it went off, but if you have your phone with you, just take out your phone right now and either go to somatyler.org slash events or go on the app. If you have not registered already, it's under the events tab. Um, you will find the, the course. You can register. You can tell us how many kids you're bringing and it'll sign you up and you'll be in there and ready to go. And so I want to encourage you with that. It's super easy. And so please make every effort to be here. But with that, it's been really fun to look back at 2020 at all that the Lord is doing and, and be preparing for what the Lord has in 2021. And his hand in faithfulness has been all around this church. And we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your dedication and, and just sowing into this body. Um, and again, all of this stuff is just all glory to God. And so with that, I'm going to invite Pastor Tony and Melissa back up to close us out. Man, I don't know how you got all that in <laughs> so fast, but I'm going to take lessons from you. That was amazing, wasn't it? Good information, right? 
great presentation, right? Awesome. Well, Melissa and I just wanted to invite you to stand. We wanted to pray over you. It really is a privilege for you to be here tonight because um, you're the half of our congregation that will physically, tangibly, tangibly be able to be here and be prayed for. Um, you're here and everyone else is going to watch online. But even if you're watching online, we see you, we know you, and we're praying for you too. And uh, we're bummed that the weather would, uh, would shoot down our service for tomorrow. But we just want to pray a blessing over you and, and say uh, thank you for how you love the Lord and you love your neighbors as yourself. You love God and you love people. And Soma, I believe, is a special church. I believe God does things very special inside of us and will do things special upon the earth in our city. And, uh, and it takes all of us, as Paul said, every member operating as one. Amen. So we want to pray a blessing over you. And we'd love for you to just um, put your hands out in such a way as to receive, just believing God's going to impart something um, really good, really fresh for everyone here. And so, Lord, we say thank you for everyone in this place. Lord, we all recognize the grace on our lives. The things you've brought us through, the things you've brought us to. We can see your faithfulness in the past, here in the presence, present. And Lord, we know that your, your grace is going to be on us and provision and protection in the future. Lord, thank you that 2021 is a year of purpose. Thank you that we are um, moving um, with you, depending upon your Holy Spirit. And I pray that as we move forward, not just as a congregation, but the individual members that make up this congregation, that you would bless and keep and encourage Lord, that you would make your face shine upon this people here at Soma Church. We say that we love you to, to, tonight, Lord, that we were glad to be in your presence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.